everybody. Welcome to Let's Talk Markets. I am your host, Pink, here with my co-host, Mr. Dave Lauer, and a very special guest. You may know him as Stonk U2, Mr. Alex Cohen. Hey, Pink. we got, like, almost the whole urban team here. I know. Alex, great to have you. A very special guest on the podcast. Dave, Pink, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Alex has been so, so excited to join. He's been talking he has. nonstop about being part of this incredible effort that we put in week in, week out, and you know, to get exposed to our enormous audience of five listeners. And <laughs> we're, we're really excited. Really excited. About Expect you. a piece it, in the New York Times any day now, Alex. It's the reason I'm here. Uh, hello, all five. Um, we're we're happy to see you again. Um, and yes, Dave, I've I've been just chomping at the bit to get here um, and really just share um, all of my perspectives and you know contribute to the conversation here. So you know whatever whatever we we have teed up, I'm 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 sure that. You know, it'll be exciting and meaningful conversation. I mean, exciting well, and meaningful. That smooth, that's the theme of this podcast, right? Yeah. Under that smooth head of yours is a very wrinkly brain. So uh, it's very useful. And uh, we have you here, not just because, you know, you're one of the coolest guys around. is because we uh, wanted to take this opportunity to express our gratitude to everybody out there in the urban community. Because last week was a huge milestone for us we released the long-awaited urban platform beta so we officially shipped product that feels pretty awesome <laughs> it does it's, uh, it's a, a huge milestone right it's almost at the two-year mark dave i, I remember yeah. uh the, the company was officially incorporated uh june 28th so we're just up at two years and to actually have shipped beta in the quality and the form um that we've managed to pull it into um over these past two years uh it really is something, and it's an exciting moment to to be part of Irvin and be part of the community. It's, it's good stuff, good things ahead. It's you know, it is. It's it's wild, right? We, you're right. It was two years ago that, and not, and you know, maybe just a little over two years ago that we actually even met, and then uh, we incorporated the company. We ended up getting it funded about six months later, so it's sort of a year and a half after closing the first set of funding. Um, you know, maybe I don't know. Uh, 15, 16 months after starting development, which is longer than we wanted. But honestly, like we tried to build, so we, you know, we didn't go, we didn't go narrow. <laughs> we, we tried no. to build well, you know, special, right? I don't know if going narrow was really in our blood in the, in the yeah. first instance. <laughs> uh, you know, here, here's what I'm going to do because of my eagerness to participate. I'm going to turn the interview around on you, Dave. Uh, so what features most excite you about what we've built in beta so far? You know, I that, that, that's a good question. I, that's why I'm turning it around. <laughs> <on you. laughs> Look, I'm enjoying um, being able to do research on stocks in on a platform that is has a similar kind of data that what I was used to um, when I was a professional trader. So, um, funny enough, I will say this: when I'm learning about a new company, the we we have this company research section where it just tells you what the company does. And it's so much better than anything else out there that I've seen that I, I use it obsessively to find out what companies do and understand everything about where they make money and all of that, even before I look at numbers. So funny enough, like just the, that brief feature I find to be super useful. And then, uh, you know, the other side of it is just the community is, is getting fun. 
you know, people are on and they're posting and commenting and, and upvoting and, and there are some conversations going on. I'm giving actually- And downvoting. And I had a meme downvoted, downvoted. <laughs> it really wasn't good, but that's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you downvoting all my posts, Pink? Uh, I love it, I love me. it. It's just a test, I swear, it's just QA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, the you know, but I, 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 I will say this as a teaser. I've even thrown out some investment ideas of things that I've been following and, and, and I'm enjoying talking to people. You know, we, we, it's a pretty uh, diverse group. It's it's fun. So, you know, I, I think that building the social platform, I think, is going to be the most fun part of this going forward. Um, and then we'll, we'll see where we go with analytics. But what about you, Alex? What, what's uh, your me? Oh, me. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I think instead of the features, it really, it's, it's the benefits of what we've built to the user base and the consumers and, and the community that we're trying to serve, right? In a lot of respects, a lot of the features exist in a lot of other places already, right? Um, you can have advanced charting and tools, you know, with, you know, this competitor, you can have community environments to discuss stocks with that competitor. I really think ultimately the benefit is the way that things uniquely combine on the platform in that community setting in one instance where you can pull that data and tools. I, I talk about this a lot, those data asset components or you know, those modules where you can take um, live feeds of data or create multivariable analysis that's tailored to whatever your approach to investing is and put it in a post and tag it with constraints live you know dynamic static and people can go in there and then toggle different factors and features and see what their own thesis um, might have an impact on that particular model so i think that's really innovative and you know that's a reflection of our other co-founder zach's um i, I think work and um, real um, great innovation there um but, have to get you know, him on the podcast next Oh, good luck with that. You think oh, I'm hard to get yeah. onto a podcast. <laughs> the most you're going to get is a dog face dog, on the pod. Yeah. Like, literally we, just... It's a yeah. dog, though, so it works. It's on fine. most calls, oh, yeah. for, 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 you to, for the crowd to understand, the, the giant crowd listening to, you know, the, Zach, our other co-founder, uh, generally is he's on video, I don't know, half the time, and the half the time he's not. It's just a picture of his dog, and his dog's name is Skipper, and he's a good boy, and it's an adorable... Yeah dog and so it's okay yeah. um but yeah we like um so you know i think that that's one real um important uh, feature and in innovation but you know like i said there, there's so many different aspects of the platform that already exist in a lot of different places it's the way that we uniquely bring it together number one and then number two the the benefit of understanding i think both the, the mission and the zeitgeist of the environment that you're operating within, right? We are starting with this clean slate of building this environment that is specifically designed to foster meaningful conversation around financial ideas and investments in a way that hasn't been idea, ideated on before, um, that's combining all of these unique features and then overlaying you know, some unique capabilities around connected portfolios, um, the, the implications of having actual verified equities within your connected portfolio, both for your personal education path, for your investing path, the ease of use on the platform, but as well within the community environment, 
um, and the ability potentially to use that as kind of this great filtering mechanism and this lock and key kind of mechanism. So I, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, you know, there, there's, there's exciting features all over the place. But, you know, as you said, we went broad, right? And there was tension. There was tension all along the way, of course, from, you know, both outside voices and inside voices. You know, you've got to hyper-focus, prove out this one thing. And, you know, for better or for worse, this is my my second endeavor. That's not been my approach. I didn't do that with my my first, you know, because you're trying to build this ecosystem. And in order for an ecosystem to thrive, you need the constituent parts. And ultimately, I think, what we're seeing now is the opportunity that taking that broad approach has provided us. And we're looking at this. It seems like it, it seems like it's it's coming together, right? It's so, I'm with you. It's so amazing to see it actually come together. Um, Yeah. And as a user, like just from the user side, not even considering the backend side, I, I can see that and knowing everything that went into that, it's really amazing once you start to see the picture come together and it's like, whoa, this is what it's going to, this is what it looks like. And you start to realize all these separate components that have been a headache in their own right to, to implement and integrate. Now we've got communities starting to grow and which I'm a little biased, but that's, I mean, that's amazing to see. I love logging in and watching the member numbers for like the communities going up every time. So I'm like, okay, yeah, close to new. I love seeing you that. <laughs> But it's just really awesome to see how it's come together and come from this idea that was um, not necessarily born in the depths of Reddit, but it was bred there for sure. Uh, no, it was most certainly born in the depths yeah. of like, there's, it's hard to, to um, not acknowledge and recognize. Um, you know, Dave and I collided on the Reddit boards and, and you and I met on the yeah. Reddit boards and so many of our team and, and our community and, you know, it thrived in other environments as well, but really the Genesis and that's reflected some in our product, like um, not, not fully, but you can see how what we're trying to do again is build an environment that feels natural and comfortable to people who are familiar with social environments, but layering in, you know, a lot of, of capabilities that, you know, as users, we wish we had, we wish we saw like something as simple as being able to pin a ticker to the top of a community and see a dynamic ticker feed on top of a community. Like uh, why? Yeah. It's so simple. So we tried for months to come up with how to do that, like within the Reddit wiki and all of that, because for it, for anyone that doesn't know, Alex and I were, we're stonk you too. And pink cats on acid from reddit we were uh co-moderators on super stonk i kind of feels like a bad word to say i I don't live there anymore but i still have all the love in my heart for it uh but yeah that's where that that's where we we met and grew this idea started to grow and um for total transparency i was a skeptic at first i some would say i was a pretty loud skeptic of not just what Irvin was doing not you guys but just in general i've been very um, protective, I guess, over the community and, you know, no grifters and no, no shilling and, and all of that kind of stuff. And that's at the heart of the community. But as this has grown and as we see, you know, I, I saw all of the apes that you had working for you from around the community that they're not bills. I mean, they're people just like us and we want something better. We start to work together to build this and it's so grassroots and it's so organic 
And it's it's so awesome to just build what we've always joked about. We're going to build our own Reddit with blackjack and hookers. Like that's where we're at right now. And I mean, I can't. I won't discuss what goes on in the VIP room. I won't say that that's not happening, but we're not promising anything. Well, that's the but, that's the yeah. Easter egg on the site. If you can find the champagne room, well, you get a prize <laughs> for for finding it. Believe me. So. Uh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so it's just, I can't imagine my reluctance to join the conversation. on the podcast, right? Uh, I, have, I have such a lovely family. Um, anyway, um, so no, I, I, I'm I, like, there, there's a lot going on with Beta, both where we are right now, and I think what we're building out. You know, and, and we've got those pillars that we talk about, which are the the tenants of the platform, um, but. You know, one of those those pillars, we talk about data and tools, we talk about education, we talk about community, but we also talk about advocacy, right? Um, and we talk about the importance of trying to give voice to individual investors um, where previously, you know, there were maybe some larger, more detached institutions who purported to give the same voice. And, you know, that's where um, I think Dave's passions runneth over um, into, you know, my own and, you know, we linked up and, and that's where, um, in, in part, we, the investors was born from, and we've engaged, you know, there with chair Gensler, um, it's, and it's the so SEC, those, those same institutions that just seem to be fighting us the hardest, denigrating us publicly and privately coming after us in all sorts of ways imaginable. Um, you know, what is it that we represent that they just want to fight so hard against, right? And I, I think that when Alex always says it, and, and, you know, I think it's the truth, that's empowerment, right? It's, it's giving people the right information, the honest truth, letting them make their own decisions. And, you know, these firms don't like that. They don't like it when you deviate from this narrative that they have so carefully crafted over, frankly, decades uh, starting with Bernie Madoff, but culminating in what Virtu and Citadel do today. So, um, you know, I think that I think every day that we're around and you know building and pushing uh, and advocating, uh, you know, is a day that that they're angry about. <laughs> I, Absolutely, I like, I like to anything think that runs that. parallel to unionization in any way of you know the ants coming together to fight the grasshopper that's that's not that's not okay you can't challenge the status quo so yeah. i mean it feels freaking great to do that though i love it like keep it coming you if you're encountering an enemy you're going the right way right that's right we're all gambling so, right exactly the, the enemies yeah. are getting stronger so we're definitely yeah. on the right direction and uh, you know so right. i know to start like you know with alex here we, one of the most important things we wanted to do with this podcast was just to say thank you to everyone who's helped us get to this point uh, role you know you've played everyone has played a role little or big and you know, some of you have put your money into it some of you have put your time and your passion and your efforts into it and it's just it's it's humbling and it's amazing and you know here we are having launched product having you know operating on a very big stage from an advocacy perspective and really i think you know playing a role in changing things in all sorts of ways. And it's just, it's awesome. And so thank you. And, uh, you know, it's great to have a great, you know, great partners and, and, and great people uh, together on this journey with us. 
You're here. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. I think even Keith Gill would drink to that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that does present an interesting point, like of what you know, what's come up over the last week or so, or maybe a little bit longer. But always something, right? Before I do want to preface this before we go into kind of the topic at hand that we don't ever want to come off as um, you know Gary Gensler's personal cheerleaders, or you know, like we're just always going to be on the side of the SEC, or we. We support a lot of what is happening, we being we the investors, uh, but we vocalize what our thoughts and ideas are to him. And just having a seat at the table with the SEC um, is a really big deal. But I've seen a lot of comments just in the social sphere and everything talking about, you know, I thought we were against Gary Gensler. I thought we didn't like Gensler or, you know, what have you. Uh, we're just trying to have a conversation with the chairman. I mean, that's what's, you know, that's what that's what we're doing. And so, um that takes yeah, you know, I, I just think, look, when, when we see, I think you have to stop. I, I hate it when it's, it, we make blanket statements, right? It, it, it feels, it, it, it just feels that you're not engaging substantively when you do that, right? Like there's a proposal, you evaluate it. And, and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, right? And, and I think we've been pretty good about, you know, when we see regulators taking steps to address abuses or protect individual investors, we're going to support those efforts. And when we think they haven't gone far enough, we're going to push them to do better. And if we think we're that they're blowing it, we're going to call them out. You know, I, I think we've been pretty consistent on all of that. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think part of the issue is that there's a lot of cross currents always in Washington, D.C. And where you think there might be something where there's wind at your back and alignment um, when there's a different issue. And I think, you know, most tangibly with the SEC and particularly with Chair Gensler, the cross currents are market reform and crypto, right? Where you see pro, let's say retail, pro individual investor reforms that are being embraced by those individuals in the, the equity market restructure discussion. And then you see other initiatives in the crypto sphere that are receiving a negative reaction, you know, perhaps justifiably um, from those same individuals. So there's cross currents like uh, and I think those cross currents are seized upon by political opportunists who want particular outcomes on particular issues and use them to their benefit. And I think what we need to do is maintain focus, as Dave is saying, on there are proposals and you evaluate the merits of the proposal and then you advance the proposal because the players will come and go. It's the laws and the rules and the regulations that stick. Um, and, you know, for better or for worse, that's the, that's the game that's played. So, you know, it's, it makes it that much more challenging. And I think that's, that's, I don't want to say that's a feature or a bug of the system. But that is the system. Um, so um, what we've chosen to do, the, you know, we the investors, Dave, um, is really embrace that apolitical but strong approach towards advancing these particular calls. I, I'm curious, Dave, has there been anything on the other side of the table that has been pushing back um, on, on initiatives that we've been advancing? Well, you know, like I like to say, we're on the side of investors, right? And we're gonna, we're not on the side of the SEC, we're on the side of investors. But yeah, you know, you have uh, seen all sorts of efforts to push back um, 
And those efforts have been formal and informal. Um, and so one of the formal things that we're seeing uh, is this, uh, this act that is winding its way through the House of Representatives right now. It's called the SEC Stabilization Act. <laughs> and you know, it's one of those things where if a, uh, if a bill, you, you look at the title of the bill and you can usually assume it's going to do the exact opposite of, you know, whatever, <laughs> it's, whatever its name. But, you know, the, the SEC Stabilization Act is uh, to respond to what has been called Gary Gensler's tyranny. So, so the Republicans believe that Gary Gensler is a tyrant. Now, I mean, I, I'm a pretty patriotic American, I gotta say. I, I am uh, unequivocal in, in my support of American independence from tyranny. Um, and, you know, I will quarter soldiers against King George III if it comes down to that. Uh, but, you know, is... <laughs> Sorry, is is Gensler? You're doing it. You're doing it. You got this. Gensler, tyrant. Those are strong words, right? That's that's like yeah. a, that's a hell of an accusation um, to make because somebody is threatening the profit streams of your donors. Um, but that's what we see, right? That's what politics is. Um, and so, you know, what is this SEC Stabilization Act? Uh, I will say, you know, who supports it? Let's start with there. Who supports it? Well, you know, I think we saw Doug Sifu give prayer hands when it was uh, when it was announced from Warren Davidson. So, you know, he has he has taken worship to a new level in his reaction. So wonder his hands are even free from patting himself on the back so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, here's, here's an interesting a fun fact that we, we dug up in, in our research of, of this, um, you know, trying to determine is Gary Gensler guilty of tyranny. So apparently he was the coxswain for his U-Pen rowing crew back in the 70s. Um, and that, is, that tends to be a tyrannical position, right? So Ask the rowers. Well, we got to get in touch with some rowers. Uh, <laughs> it, it's also a lot of talk and very little action. I hope that's not prescient. Mm. Oh, <laughs> so, okay, let's, uh, you know, last week we talked about potato diets. Here we have hit rowing and coxswain. Oh, I don't know, how do you, uh, coxswainy? Right? There must be a word, a derivative potato, of coxswain. Potato, potato, right? So, all right, back to uh, on point. So what is this SEC Stabilization Act going to do? Um, the first thing, it would fire Gary Gensler and scrap the position of chair altogether. It would uh, pack the commission with an extra seat. So in, instead of having a four, four commissioners in a chair, you would have six commissioners. It would mandate that those commissioners are split along party lines, three Republicans, three Democrats, and then it would make an executive director role that answers to this packed commission. So you know the, the, the party that is against packing the Supreme Court it's for packing the SEC. Now, what's what's very interesting, I think, here is when you think, okay, well, the name is stabilization. What, what does it mean? Stabilization means to, to, to solidify things, right? To give them a strong foundation. Um, whereas what this would do would cripple the SEC. 100% would absolutely cripple 
the commission. If you want the SEC to do absolutely nothing, this is your bill. If you are yeah, a donor, this is cutting their legs money, directly out from under them. This is yeah, not. This, this is makes them complete. This is perfect. the Destabilization Act. This is it's not perfect. the Stabilization You're making a lot of money and you don't want the SEC to touch your cash cow? This is the bill for you. Because think about you, it. Right? You, do you think this would, would infuse more politics Ooh. into the SEC or help you know remove politics from the SEC? Because that's a critique I often see is that Gary Gensler is uh, just a political animal and that the SEC is just doing the political bidding. And it seems here, you know, direct accountability to what? Uh, six congressional members uh, would do, um, I think, remarkable. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, look, the, the nature of executive agencies is political there, there's no like that's how it works you know the you have political appointees that's that's how government works the head of agencies is appointed by the party in charge that's how elections have consequences right like that's the point that's democracy at work and if you don't like the politics of the person in charge you know vote right that's the go go make sure that your voice is heard um and that's, you know, I, the, what, what I think is so important is that I think politics can be good, right? I think that when politics reflect the political will of a changing country, that's a good thing. You know, when, when you want to cripple an agency, so the, I think there's a good analogy, which is the FEC, the Federal Election Commission. This, this commission has been crippled by Congress. It only has four of the five appointees, and it's two Republicans and two Democrats. It cannot do anything. We are not enforcing our federal campaign laws because of this. That doesn't seem like a good outcome to me. That doesn't seem like the kind of thing that we want out of a government agency that is supposed to make and enforce rules. So tell me something. This bill seems ridiculous. Uh, it seems like a blatant power grab from Congress over the executive, which just won't fly. Uh, they probably know that, the sponsors. Why is it here? What do you think the point of this bill is? Oh, I, I think it's a messaging bill, right? This is, this is a, the, the bill doesn't stand a chance. We're talking about it, but you know, in reality, it doesn't stand a chance. Um, what it is doing is it is lining up opposition to the SEC's agenda. And everyone who signs on to this bill is going to be outspoken against the SEC, outspoken against uh, Gary Gensler. Um, you know, so for example, uh, Tom Emmer has co-sponsored the bill, and he is the House Majority Whip. And hey, that's a pretty big deal because guess what? Emmer and Davidson, who's the sponsor of the bill, where do you think their money comes from? You know, where do you, <laughs> it's no mystery. And, and frankly, they've, they've taken a lot of FTX money, which they don't like to talk about. They like to accuse the other side of it, but the reality is everyone took FTX money and they take crypto money and they're slamming the SEC for, enfor for enforcing securities laws in crypto uh, because 
you know, they have uh, financiers uh, who want them to. And so, you know, what, what this bill is, is this is a messaging bill. And, and I think that the way to counter um, a messaging bill is to make sure that these people hear that their constituents are against this kind of thing and that they want a regulator to regulate. They want rules to be enforced and they want better rules to be passed, right? That to me is the answer. And that's how you stabilize the SEC. You give it the funding it needs and the political independence it needs to make the right rules and enforce those rules. Kind of makes the timing of all of this funny too, though. I mean, they they may be shooting blanks, but they're they're still firing shots at Gary Gensler at the heels of all of this, you know, Binance Coinbase fiasco. And as you mentioned, that's where a lot of these people, a lot of these sponsors, make their money. So I mean, it's it's it says a lot more than the words on the paper. You know, it says a, there's a lot of words in between there. Of it's a it's a warning shot and almost a call to arms, of you know who's against Gary Gensler. Yeah, and what, what a joke, right? Like the, the criticism of Gensel, like you were saying before, Alex, is that he, you know, he's a political animal. What could be more political than, than this response, right? It's not a response on the merits. It's not an attempt to improve the system and make it work better. It's an attempt to cripple it so that these firms can continue to print money. That's all it comes down to, right? I mean, it's almost propaganda. Like, I will I don't want to say the F word, but I mean, it's kind of fascism light or 101. You know, you get everybody to uh, talk about gamification of the markets. It's gamification of our democracy and get everyone to choose a side, get everyone to put a blue or a red jersey on and then, you know, act accordingly. So that's one of the, the campaign finance laws and the reforms that happened a few years back really just devastated our democracy in so many different ways. But it really is remarkable how both, you know, th these are significant sums of money, but they're also, you know, in the grand scheme, relatively small, right? $10,000 to an individual is a significant amount of money. A $10,000 donation, $10, donation to a senator almost guarantees the vote. And that, that seems mind-boggling that it's mm -hmm. only $10,000 or something like that that uh, corrodes what the system should be from the inside. And as Dave said, the, the counterbalance to that is ultimately the points of these dollars is to amplify voice, to buy votes, to get people to click their lever. So the more that individuals can actually circumvent that whole mechanism, raise their voice and reach out and say, the money over there doesn't matter. My vote is right here. This is my engagement. All you have to do is engage and respond to me and my network, right? That's the power of the people. And that's where I think what we, the investors, has had significant um, success with. Um, and, you know, really what we're seeing here is there's these bills and the danger is, is that there will be people who sign up in support of these bills, even though they're not going to pass. And that sign up is basically just signing your name to a contract that your position is immutable that you will not change, and that's problematic. So the more that we can, let's say, raise voice and prevent people from dot, like signing on the dotted line, um, I think it, it really does kind of get around some of those political machinations that are floating around in those cross currents. Because yeah. there's a lot 
crypto is enforcement is is just an area that's ripe with controversy all over and that's being used as a wedge um and i think focus just needs to be maintained on where we have a real fighting chance yeah so there was uh today there was a hearing uh house financial services subcommittee um i listened to a bit of it i'm going to go re-listen to the whole thing i think we'll talk about that next week for sure um and I think over the coming weeks, we'll talk about an organized effort to let Congress know exactly how everybody feels about these issues. But, you know, honestly, you don't have to wait for that. Uh, Like Alex is saying, call your member of Congress. Go ahead, just do it, pick up the phone, call call the switchboard, have them them patch you through, you, you know, look it up online, call them, let them know that you think that regulators should be able to make strong rules and enforce those rules um, and that you believe markets should be competitive and that they should function properly with price discovery and price impact of retail orders. You know, I think that's, that's the message for now. And we'll get more organized and we'll start to figure out exactly what to do. Um, but, you know, make sure that a member, your member of Congress knows that the SEC yeah. Stabilization Act sucks and that you want no part of it. And you know what? I did hear on, during the hearing today, the members of Congress saying, I'm hearing from my constituents. I'm hearing from them and they don't like what the SEC is doing and they support these efforts. I don't think they're hearing from anyone. I think they just say that maybe they should hear from people uh, who care about these issues. And I know that's the people listening and the people tuning in. Absolutely. It all starts with one voice. Your, your yeah. voice matters. It's just every, like your vote. It's, every it call goes matters. add up. Yes. For sure. You yes. may be My the only call. My voice is very loud. Alex's yeah. voice counts for like 10. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My, yeah. Very loud. Very loud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all the time that we have for today. It's been an awesome episode. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I know that you have really been looking forward to it. And you'll have to come back and join us again because I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, Regular uh, I see in the future. Yeah. So, so thanks everybody for joining us today on Let's Talk Markets. Uh, be sure that you hit the subscribe button so you know whenever we publish a new episode and check out our blog that goes and accompanies every episode. So until next time, take care guys. Bye-bye. Thanks everyone. Wow.